welcome to the Cork Church Podcast. We are so glad that you are joining us today. We hope this message inspires you, builds your faith, and encourages you in the things of the Lord. Enjoy the message. Life, yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, th- thank you, gentlemen. Thank this you for works. joining me this, this works. morning. Uh, <laughs> uh, the first thing it works. Uh, hopefully, it uh, translates to anyone that's watching with us uh, this morning. I just want to welcome yeah. everybody. This is my living room here. I'm trying to make it as adaptable as possible uh, for the picture and stuff. So I'm building up my iPad on a, on a rack of boxes. They're sitting. Sitting on, on a press and four boxes and balancing just about just about balancing. So uh, first of all, we'll come to you, you gentlemen. Got you this morning and to everyone that's watching. Um, streams in the desert is something that uh, I think Hamp came up with the, with the with the uh, title that maybe we might do. You know, I would say we should do a series of talks over the next few weeks and months, uh, just to our congregation and to our friends out there. And uh, we were just looking for a name, and, and Ham said, and they're making, you know, streams in the desert is a, a great term. And funny enough, I was thinking of scripture because I quoted it in a message a few weeks ago, Isaiah, uh, what's it? Isaiah 43, verse 19. And it's, uh, I like the Berean study Bible, it says, Behold, something new among you. Now it will spring forth. We do not be aware of it. I will make, I will make streams. In, I will make, even make a way in the wilderness and streams in the desert. And uh, so I love that scripture about, about God turning around desert experiences and bringing himself to reputation and showing his glory. And uh, we might possibly be able to have a testimony out of this that we are telling our own story, uh, not even someone else's story of the past, uh, even out of the scriptures, how God met them in deserts, but we can turn around and say, no, I'm in, I'm in a desert at the moment, but God has met me with his stream of his mercy and his grace and his power. And so you know, that's why we're here this morning, yeah. bringing consolation and strength and blessing to all of our church. Again, greeting everybody. But before we start, let me just ask you, how's it been for you, Hamp? How have you found the last nine, ten, ten months of this, uh, on, actually nearly a year now, of uh, this coronavirus? Yeah. That's been challenging. It's been definitely, uh, I think, I think trying to grapple with the the new norm has uh, it's been a challenge, and and working through all that and uh, rearing a family and and working because we didn't stop we kept going forward and uh, it's been a real challenge you know it's been it's been uh, but God's grace has met every challenge we we've uh, we've experienced more of His grace more of His provision. So it's been, it's been, uh, um, there's been the difficult times, but there've been great moments of triumph, you know, and, and it is a new yeah. thing, like you said there. Um, and to adjust to that, we're, we're creatures of habit and we don't like change. And I think that's one of the most difficult things as a Christian to go through is massive change for anybody really. But, uh, you know, um, God gives grace and God gives, gives us the ability to uh, to stand and to make it through, so I've, I've, I'm thankful today. Yeah, yeah, and I think a lot of people don't sometimes fully appreciate how um, you know everyone thinks that their own trauma. They're the only one in a trauma. They're the only mm-hmm. one that has got domestic duties to do, and they're the only ones that are trying to. But you know, you're bearing single-handedly now, family, 
of teenagers and working, running a very comprehensive ministry which feed Cork as well as the general life of Cork Church. So, I mean, you have all that to do. Yeah, yeah, and you also have to contend with the fact that your own restrictions are, you know, it, it's pressing mm-hmm. in on you, uh, the, the mm-hmm. pressure of the time, socially, emotionally, mentally. Uh, so is there anything that you've kind of mined out? You know, because, again, there is a perception, and it's a wrong perception, that uh, that leaders of God's people are somehow Mr. Invincibles or Mrs. Invincibles, mm-hmm. that, that we're aloof to trial and trouble and difficulty. But you know, I know you personally know it's been a very, very hardworking year for you. And uh, you have as, as, as many burdens as the next person, if not more than many. But yet in the midst of it, I've seen you thrive. And is there a secret for you thriving in this at the moment that you can share with our congregation? I, I don't. I, I think it's just the Lord. I, God's grace and abundance um, okay. helping in those times just to put your feet on the floor and move forward. I think that's the thing, too. Like, they're, they're, they're just... Uh, you. There needs to be kind of a determination to move forward, and uh, I think that's important. It's very important um, for me. It has been anyway. That's helped me just to try and maintain my walk and try and maintain uh, that that uh, moving against the inertia because that's it seems like that's a very difficult place to be in when you just feel stuck and nothing's happening. But to find ways to move forward, uh, whatever those are, wherever you are, wherever you're at home or wherever you're at, just find something to keep yourself occupied. That has helped me tremendously, you know, and focusing on God's kingdom, focusing on on his purposes has, has really been an anchor for me, you know. Uh, and you said something, I think, in one of your messages, Nick, I, I remember uh, when you talked about Elisha and the... Um, the famine that he was in the city with the people. And uh, you're right, as God's leaders, God doesn't take us out. Uh, Elijah had to go through the same famine, but he found... Can, can, I, hold you one, can I hold you one second? Can I hold you one second? I think we're hearing a double mic back in. It might be coming by yeah. your Steve. You might put that microphone on that because I'm hearing Ham's voice. Oh, yeah? Okay. okay. It's only since you came on screen. So I know your 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 mm-hmm. facility. So when he's speaking, it might be feeding through your mic as well. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, Ham. Yeah, I think that's a good point about Elisha, and he's he wasn't indifferent to the suffering of the people. That's for sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and he had that revelation, like what you said on Sunday, which I think was brilliant. He was able to to walk through that uh, with the revelation that God was in control, and uh, and it's so important. I've found every every time I've wavered is the times I've felt like there was some there was no plan and there was no point or there was no no one in control, you know. Uh, and that's where you start to waver. But once you know in your heart God's in control, you can always come back to that. That's always our fallback line, you know. Yeah, it is. Yeah, mm-hmm. Andy, how has it been for us? I know you've been again just for the congregation. Andy has been incredibly busy for the church on a lot of the prayer life issues and pastoral and uh, just basically keeping contact with people because we have to minimize contact even physically or calling to homes. But first of all, Andy, just saying what a great job you've been doing. Um, Just been blessing everybody and uh, what a blessing you are to all of us. I know that even in the midst of all this, you know, the Bible, Psalm 1, we bear our fruit in season, no matter what the season, uh, whether it's a pandemic, 
the leaves never, never wither. And I, I've seen that with, with other ministers, and particularly with you. So how's it been for you and family? Um, <clears throat> good morning, everyone. Um, it, it's been, it, I think for me, it's been, uh, it, it's been an eye-opener in that, of course, I always love the people. Um, but God just just put them more front and center in in, in my in, in my mind and my heart. And the ones in particular were the ones who are on the fringes who, who mightn't have someone else with them, you know. And of course, it's of course it's been very tough. Um, my wife's a teacher, so so particularly with the kids at home and teaching, that was all there. These are these are the realities. Um, but but God just just somehow uh, just just put that upon my heart about the people. And 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 you said something interesting there about. Bearing our fruit in season, but it just that's that's been the thing that's caught me that we are those who are selected for this time to be here, and our entire life has been for preparation for this time. You know, we we, we can't boast of tomorrow, but we've we've been selected for this time, and so so God will equip us, He'll strengthen us, and and that's what He's been doing. I thank God for what He's doing. It's been a time of stretching, a time of lots of things, but but God has somehow helped, and uh, I tell you. Uh, it, it, it's wonderful, you know, to, to be so invested even in the lives of people. You know, I, I realize that, that when you begin to, to pray for and with people, their victory becomes your victory. You know, to them, yeah. to, to them it's just something, to them it's just something ordinary. But, 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 we, but, but you stood there and now you're rejoicing as well. Like we, we, we take even, uh, you know, the babies that are born and that kind of stuff. We're excited about that. And I'm sure other people are saying, man, it's, it's just a natural process. You're not even family. You're saying yes, but you don't know, <laughs> you know, and and and, and this is it, and, and and it's the same, you know, like like, like to see our, our kids, particularly when we came back after the lockdown, to see the different kids how they've grown, and you know, it it, it has been so so dynamic. Yes, it's been hard physically, uh, it's been hard uh, emotionally as well. But for, for me, the one positive I found that is is that somehow it seemed like it was a second chance again to to begin to build relationships with my own children. You know, that's that's the one thing I found because I was so busy, like like I'm sure uh, everyone else was before. You know, everything was done according to time. You had to be there for two, one and a half hours before the service prep. And so you're running, you get from home, from work to home, home to church, church to there, blah, 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 just running about. And, and I thank God that even in this time, we sat down again and, and relationships are building and not. That's, that's, that's been the one thing. Uh, you know, uh, I, I'm gonna have, we're going to probably have to leave you go, Andy, because you're glitching so yes. much uh, with, with whatever's yes. happening with you there. But I, I've caught what you said very well, and I do. I did smile because uh, you're the one character that, when you do start to share about, John found his right sock, and you're jumping up and down. You, you know, it can yeah, be yeah, the smallest yeah. breakthrough, and you're animated, you're unexcited, and uh, it's just yeah, who yeah, you are. Yeah. It's it's the nature of you being able to celebrate other people's victories and before them. And I think that's a tremendous way to be. It's a great attribute to have, to be truly delighted for other people and delighted for their breakthrough yes, yes, and yes. to empathize and sympathize with their in, in, in weakness or in, in jeopardy. So these things we observe, observe in you, that you are definitely on the people's side and you've, you've grown a great love. And I think that's why God has placed you in that area of your life. And loving the people, but we're not talk to pastors, you know. But we we may have to tune you out, Andy, because I don't know. Does it glitch? It's you can't. No, hear no, no. It, it's fine, folks. God, yes, it's fine. God, God bless. You guys. Don't forget. Don't forget communion Sunday morning. <laughs> All right, we'll do that too. <laughs> Thanks, Andy.
Praise the Lord. That's a bit better. I think his mic was giving us difficulty. Yeah. 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 Steve, Steve, just before we go into streams, what, what have you been thinking or sensing from the Lord uh, this last, um, you, know, you know, since the lockdown? And we're still, there's no end in sight at the moment. The way this thing is going, we're looking at thousands of people that they getting affected. Our, our health system becoming nearly to kind of, uh, overrun and um, fatigue, genuine fatigue levels are coming in now. The mental fatigue levels have been surpassed already, but physical and emotional ones are definitely breaking down. So, so in the midst of all that, what do you feel the Lord's presenting to you and your family? I remember when when it started. Um, that this was such such a strange landscape to be going into you know where society was 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 shutting down where you couldn't live life as normal and mm. i remember having, having grappling in my mind with it and and thinking yes this this is very very strange but yet yet the lord has allowed it and if the lord is allowing if, if the lord is allowing this then there has to be there has to be a path there has to be a stream in the desert, there has to be a provision. There has to be a way. Uh, uh, I know for me, immediately it was how how do we worship God in this? You know, how straight away, both as a family and 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 as a church, how, how do we bring bring worship to Almighty God? He's still worthy of worship. He's still on the throne, and we're still the church. We're still the people who are called. To worship him, so obviously worship is there, there's a corporate side and a, and a and a singing side and and what we do together as a congregation. But but it's bigger than that. How do how do we in our lives worship God in the way that we live? And uh, and and I remember just just having to to journey with that about how how do I glorify God. And, and this circumstance, and, and really, I suppose that that has been that has been my journey is, is is just exploring that, you know. So so now we have a Zoom call, or or we have an online interaction with, with people, or prayer time, or worship time. Can that be as as real? Can that be as anointed? That can that be as real to God? as as if we're all together no of course it can but 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 there's a journey in that and a journey in accepting that this is now this is where god has put me today and and therefore god you have a provision in that for me and uh, a little bit i suppose of accepting the scenery that we're in the the the, the situation that we're in that there's an acceptance yeah. of that and then yeah. from that acceptance finding finding the provisions that God has and, and, and enjoying those, you know, mm-hmm. t- taking those and, and letting those be nourishments to me and, and uh, uh, not, not resenting that it's not what I would like, but accepting that this is what God has provided and acknowledging mm-hmm. it as good and, and, mm-hmm. and, and then being able to enjoy it. I think that's the point. Uh, what I was just thinking as you were sharing there, that when my father died four years ago now coming up, um, I didn't want him to die. Uh, I didn't see why he had to die at 72. You know, um, 
you know, and I battled with all that. I battled with the sense of loss. My mom still battles every day. Uh, the rest of probably to lesser degrees, but definitely from to lesser degrees. But what really brought me through this was, first of all, to accept that God is sovereign, regardless of how I feel, my sense of loss of my dad, the yeah. change of our life, the change of our family dynamic. All these things I did not want to have happen. And actually, in fact, uh, you, you know, you have these, because it didn't work to my ideal, of course. It's not what I wanted. And I think what really helped me to get through was to really rest upon that God is sovereign. I preached that and I taught that as a doctrine but to come to mm. a peace about it, to to as I suppose that's the greatest step of faith for the Christian is to say, when I don't either emotionally connect with what's happening or intellectually understand it, or even when it goes against my brain, um, I have to accept that the Lord gives and the Lord takes away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And so I, I'm then I cast my mind back to the uh, Israel in the time when leading up to the captivity into Babylon, when you had so many people saying. Oh, it's not the Lord's will that you're going to be carried into Babylon. Oh, this will never, God would never do this to his people. This will never happen. And so, and, and Jeremiah is prophesying all the way. And, and, you know, he's saying that these are people that hear, that say what teaching years want to hear, but you're going into Babylon. And, um, and a resignation to that, some healthier thing. You know, there was many righteous Jews also went into captivity. There was always a remnant of believers that went, went in there and preserved the testimony in there. And so, you know, today, you know, when we look at streams in the desert, you know, and, and we take it, of course, that we know that the, one of the only, probably the greatest format we have now today is to start sharing and inviting people online into services to share the message of the gospel. And you and I know this, even for our own church, just, just in the Cork area alone, 2,200 people a week are watching Cork church services. And then nationally and internationally, that's going up to, to many more thousands, of course. But just in our own area, when we have been able to have a reach like that, you know, where people every week are, are, are being tuning in and God is giving them a, a stream in a desert, um, the desert that they're in, emotional deserts, physical deserts, mental deserts, that all of a sudden they're finding a sense of comfort and uh, connection. But, but only truly received for us Christians when we lay down that strife and that kicking against the goats and saying, God, you have me here and I am embracing where I am. I don't like where I am. Jesus didn't like being in a desert for 40 days to be tempted no. by, the, the, by the enemy. He didn't like it. His natural man was hungry. His natural man was thirsty. He was naturally exhausted. But the God that brought him in was going to be the God that brought him out. And that's his... That was his confession all the way through the temptations of the devil. So I, I truly believe, and um, I'm open to more correction if you want to log me on it, that God is sovereign. God is in control of the hour in. God has allowed, if not brought upon this world, I believe God has brought upon this world this pandemic. And he's working everything out to his wisdom, to his plan, because he thinks much higher than our thoughts, and his ways are much more different than our ways. And it's his plan to bring salvation to as many as is possible and so to embrace that then it gives me a level of peace you know and it gives me just a level of peace it doesn't give me a level of all oh, my senses are connecting to that because I, i'm an earthly oh, no. man i, I kick i'm in my I, I had to become at peace with god of my dad going but i would prefer my dad to be alive today but that's not the issue the issue is that i have embraced the sovereignty of god so i have no controversy in my heart because 
but with God's operation. Um, thank God, everybody, that your pastor isn't God, because if I wasn't God, we would not be in the pandemic today. If I was God, we would not be in the pandemic. Uh, if I was God, very few people would be reached with the gospel because I would be doing it my way. But he's amazing. God is amazing how he has captivated the imagination and the thinking of millions upon multi-millions of people today. So you and Christian, we, we, we must encourage ourselves with, with higher principle. But then you're right, Stephen. How do you find that intimacy? How do you find that connection and worship? Because that's the big one. Because you know, and I do the same, that, you know, we're creatures of habit. We like certain melodies that help us. And there's nothing wrong with that. A lot of Christians got to get better out of shape. Say, oh, worship is all emotionalism. Worship is a huge amount of emotion in it because we're emotional beings. You know, so you can't sure. say emotion. There's nothing wrong with emotion. Music is all over the Bible for worship. So it's expression. It's a deeper language of the soul. And to, to discount that would be to discount being human and creative the way God has made you. And so we're naturally, we like the nice songs we sing in Cork Church. We, and the more voice and vocals of those around us gives encouragement to further. And uh, some songs, if they're untimely, kind of shut us down because we're not either emotionally or spiritually to connect with them. But what I'm trying to say is that we have to kind of separate out these things in a linear way to grow up. Because the fact yeah. of the matter is, can you imagine Job as he got up every morning and bought his sacrifice, which is praise to God and pray for his children? That's what the Bible says he did. There was no big congregation around him, if you noticed, you know. And yet that was yeah. worship. Yeah. And it was real. Yeah. And God saw it. And God heard it. And God, God yeah. extolled and him think, for his I, faith. I, and his... Yeah, I think, I think also to realize that, that, that worship is a deliberate act of glorifying God in whatever circumstances I'm in, but but in a congregational set, it's it's a deliberate act. It's whether there there is emotions in it or not, it's a deliberate decision of I am going to glorify God because of who He is and Him being worthy. And uh, I think when we change worship to be in that, then I can worship at home in front of a screen. Because it's not about just having being carried along by the crowd, or, or I, I can worship him in, in a di- difficult set, and I can worship him in a small set, and I can I can worship him when sound isn't quite right, or when the when when the singer's a little off tune. I can worship him because it's not about any of those things. Ultimately, it's about him being glorified through my life. So, um, I think I think I think. Probably we will come out of this, we'll experience a stronger worshippers, better worshippers of the Lord, because we're now deliberately, uh, despite poor sound from our TVs and screens, setting our faces towards mm-hmm. worshipping him and, and glorifying him and loving him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And maybe there's yeah. going to be a hamper in this, because you know that great scripture in, in Romans when it says, you know, present your bodies as living sacrifices, uh, holy and accepted, which is your spiritual worship. So maybe there, maybe there's a morphing and a maturing in our worship in the sense that in how we physically live our lives now in the middle of a pandemic for the glory of God, that that itself is worship. At least God sees it as worship. We live differently. What would you think? Yeah, I'm going to turn my mic on there, Steve. Yeah, you know yeah, what? I'm listening and... and um... I was just thinking about Habakkuk because it, it, it like dovetails into everything that you're saying, Nick and Stephen. Um, and if you, what a great book for our season of time that we're living in because he had heard 
about what God was going to do, this new thing that God was going to do, and the temple was going to be taken from him. All corporate worship was going to be stripped. And Habakkuk had this contention, God, how could you do this? How, how can you let this happen? <clears throat> Where the altar is going to be taken, that expression of corporate worship, the songs are going to stop singing, we're not going to be able to meet together. And he really goes to this whole dilemma of faith where, mm -hmm. God, you're, you've changed everything now. <clears throat> you've reversed course, it seems. And, and the same kind of things like you were saying, like, how could God allow this to happen? And uh, this verse, we get it from Romans. You talked about Romans. Romans 2, uh, 2, 4, behold, his soul, which is lifted up, is not upright in him, <clears throat> but the just shall live by his faith. And so they were called to end that time when they didn't have temple worship, corporate worship. They had to come to a place of personal faith of, okay, that's been taken from me, but now I'm going to have to live by my own faith. Uh, you know, I'm going to have to, it's not that the body's not there. It wasn't that there were no other believers during that time. And it, and it comes down to what Stephen said there. Habakkuk reached a place where he had to be quiet, get along with God, and God began to speak to him and said, I'm in control, I'm doing this. And we get that great declaration at the end of Habakkuk, where it says 17 through 19. I love this verse. Although yeah. the fig tree shall not blossom, not neither shall fruit be in the vines. The labor of the olive shall fail, and the field shall yield no meat. The flock shall be cut off from the fold, and there shall be no herd in the stalls. Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. The Lord is my strength, and he will make my feet like hinds feet, and he will make me to walk upon the high <laughs> places. And, and you know, and I, I've said this before, but I, I love that verse because, you know, sometimes God gives us the faith to move mountains where, you know, circumstances change and, and it's just the way opens for us. But other times he calls us, uh, to walk on those mountains, and he gives us the strength to do it. He, he strengthens us to face these challenges, and that's exactly what Habakkuk said. And it goes in with what you're saying, Nick and Stephen, that we are called now, and it's a challenging time, but God is going to give us the strength to worship him uh, in spirit and truth and be able to worship and, and rejoice in the Lord. And, I, and that is supernatural. That's something that God does as we focus on him. Uh, yeah. He really undergirds us, you know. Um, yeah. And so, you know, these questions that people have, these, these things that people are going through right now, there's nothing new under the sun. God's people have lived through these seasons before, and God has, has made a way for them, and he's going to make a way for us. I believe it. I love that verse. We used to sing it as children of the tree does not blossom. But it, it, it's the truth. It's worship really does mature when things are stripped away. When all of a sudden there is no corporate around you to give you that natural sense of comfort. Uh, yet there is other, there's other graces that come through in, in your life as you grow, as you mm. yield to the Lord, as you simply trust yeah. him. You know, they simply trust you with today, Lord. I trust you. You know what you're doing. I don't know fully your ways. They're higher than mine and above mine, God. But I'm trusting you today as your son, as your daughter. Um, and I'm, I'm going to worship you, whatever I have, Lord. I'm going to bear fruit, as Psalm says, in season or every season. And so, God, in this interim period of lacking intimacy with others in the body of Christ, I want to grow that intimacy with you. And maybe that's something that 
all our other brothers and sisters in the Lord that watch or are part of our church would consider just talking to God more and worshiping him and listening for his voice. Um, you know, because, you know, yet shall I rejoice in the Lord. There should be joy in your heart today because you're on the winning side. God, the Lord is your strength. And even streams in the desert, God is going to pop up these streams. It's incredible mm. connections to heaven for you. Uh, you're not going to die, Christian. You're not, you're not going to fall by the wayside. I want to tell you this morning that you are going to win. You have already won, and you're going to get through this because God is your strength. You will have your mm. battle scars. You all will. But we will have a testimony through this of the goodness and the faithfulness of the Lord. And I do pray, I pray for all our congregations morning have because I think if you to listen to just to the media and narratives coming out of that, it would alarm you in your very core. But we can't look at that. We are not to look at that. That's not where our focus should be. There's been a flurry of, uh, in my opinion, of wrong thinking um, in the United States, particularly, you know, when they're you're looking to political figures to be their, to be their, their champions. You know what I mean? Uh, putting their, putting their trust in horses and chariots. And, and looking at the natural realm, that that's going to be the realm that fixes our problems. When that's probably, that's the issue. The realm around us is our problem. It will never fix itself. It is nothing other than a sovereign move of God. And uh, for us to start looking higher, having the eyes of our understanding being opened, to see things differently, because we cannot go back to being natural thinkers. We have moved yeah. into life. We, see in, we have to see things in the spirit. We have to see it as God sees it. We have to find what is the mind of God this time and how has God dealt with his people all down through history. And we must understand that this is, as you said, that this is our time in history to, to realize the promises of God and to see God move powerfully on our behalf. I believe we are seeing that there's a deepening in so many others. So many others need to catch up, but it needs to, you need to lay down the fight. You need to stop kicking against this. You need to stop fighting. Stop going over endless genealogies and arguments about mask wearing and the market of beast and nonsense like that and start to have your eyes of your understanding being open that God is in control here and he's going to reveal himself very powerfully in us and through us and to a very sin-sick world that needs to hear the gospel. Praise mm. God. Amen. Now, now, can I jump in there? Jerry asked a great, great question there. He said, uh, what habits, routines have helped you while journeying with the Lord? through this pandemic? I thought it was a good, I thought it was a great question to just provoke us a wee bit. Um, anybody, any comments? Uh, well, I, 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 I know for me. I, I, yeah, go yeah. on, you can go first, yeah. Go ahead. Go, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I know for me, I think setting good routines um, and, and church being one of those, like we, we sat down, I think pretty much with all of the services and watch them together as a family. And for, for, for us, sometimes that's a little bit awkward because I'm watching myself maybe sometimes on the screen, you know, so, which, which, which is nice. Um, or, you know, some of my kids are, are watching themselves as well, but, but we've tried to do that and had meals together and uh, devotional times. I think, I think that that has been big, um, you know, so, but I thought it was a good question. Yeah, for me, I, I, it's been a very difficult time because I've had two operations and I've been limited um, in even how to, I was sharing yesterday, the prayer life, uh, even instructing messages. I find that the mechanics of, I'm standing now and I'm getting close to the point where I'll have to get out of, of this and 
because of my surgery, but uh, the mechanics of doing things, but it kept me uh, lying on the bed. I'm not in the bedroom, I'm in the front living room here, so I have connection with people. But it's kept me very much meditating upon and trying to, uh, talking to God. Uh, and I, I have the privilege of doing that. Maybe a lot of people have the same privilege in lockdown to begin to discover the ways of God and say, God, number one, I've settled in my heart that you're charged and you know what you're doing and you've done this. And so now, Lord, help me to reconcile that. And I think that is a battle of soul. I think there is a kind of a, uh, there is a journey to go into that truth because there's a letting go of everything that's normal. I mean, for me, it's been it's been even the natural sort of strength to be. Able to, I can't. I haven't sat down, you know, in in uh, two months. I, I had to stand for Christmas meals. Uh, I can't sit and talk to someone lying down. Just the natural mechanics of that being stripped away. The, the luster of life. You can't even go out and have a coffee. and sit down with a friend, have a meal. Myself and Catherine would love to drive to West Cork and we'd have a bowl of soup in some place and, and all those things straight away. But it's forced me, um, you know, to slowly, and I'm I'm not a quick learner, I'm a very slow learner. I don't think I'm a fast learner. I'm not, I, I've seemed to learn everything the hard way as, as a minister, but I've slowly been stringing away all these things and simply casting myself upon the goodness of God and saying God is in control. And it hasn't been easy. I haven't found, I haven't found one day now, one day of this, since this um, this pandemic has started, I can tell you that every day I have found it difficult because I fought against myself, tried to fix my problems, try to find a way through, and sometimes being still and knowing that I'm God. That is probably one of the greatest acts of worship and faith I can do because I tell you one thing, I've exhausted every avenue of the mind and tried to fix and make my life better, other people's lives better, and now I have no cards to play. It's completely empty, and I've never been happier. I mean, when I saw that scripture last week, I should message sacred serendipity, and you know, and really, it was it's the idea of having your eyes open to a wider, a wider plan of what God's doing. And when you get, when you begin to see there's more on our side than theirs, instead of looking at the armies of darkness around us, we see the armies of angels that are behind them again. And all of a sudden, I have a victory. Even in this last week as a minister, probably the greatest victory in my life because God has given me a sacred serendipity. He's opened my eyes to something. I feel excited. I actually feel excited for the time we're living. I, 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 I'll be honest with you, apart from missing my my friends, my church friends, all my beloved brothers and sisters in the Lord, I still miss them. But there is a conversation now that, man, there is more on our side. God is in control. And so routine, I get a cherry. Um, I tell you when I conquer the routine, when I get back to health at the moment, my routine is uh, I, I sleep very poorly. I get up at around nine o'clock, which is late. And you know, I should normally be up around 7.30. I get up around nine, nine fifty because of a, a late sleep. Uh, I do a bit of reading. Um, I do a bit of meditating. Uh, breakfast. Uh, then I'm back in. I do a bit more reading. And then uh, I, 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 I'm watching a documentary of Mossad at the moment. <laughs> so <laughs> I got Kids coming in, going to feed cork if I can once a week. Try to see the guys, the leadership team once a week. Um, keep connection and text. I text people a lot. I FaceTime people. I'm in communication with leaders nationally and internationally as well. So we have FaceTime calls and stuff like that. That's the sort of natural routine. And if I'm preaching, I'm, I'm, I'm gearing up on a Friday to preach on a Sunday. And, um, and so we're just mourning the life of the church and then try to keep my marriage good. Try to keep my relationship with my grandchildren, uh, current, my children. These are all my relationships. So it's not just a pulpit pastor. I have the relationship that Stephen has and Ham has. I've got children as they have, I have a marriage as they have. All that needs servicing and life.
And so it's not that we live in this sort of um, sort of bubble of, uh, of of structure, you know. It's that we're finding. Did a I way. detect? We're did I, way. Uh, did I on, detect the grandchildren before the children? Did I? <laughs> You, yeah, 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 you probably did. I thought I cut that. <laughs> yeah, you, you did. Yeah, yeah, definitely there's something wrong there. <laughs> but praise God. All I would say to you, my friend, is that I know you. I know you to be a man of God. I know your heart is for the Lord, and you're never going to get it wrong. You're only going to get it better. That's what I'm going to tell you, okay? And every Christian whose heart's for the Lord, not getting it wrong, but can get it better, and the grace of God will come to you. And he'll help you to get it better as regards routine. Hamp, what are you doing? You're so busy, and you got <laughs> you, you <having laughs> my got, routine hasn't time changed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My routine. Yeah. I can tell you what doesn't work. I can tell you binge watching, staying up late, and not having a good sleep. I think one of the best things you can do uh, is just have great sleep patterns because you know everybody's schedules are are just so all over the place. But I know for myself. Uh, Nick, yeah. I know you you struggle with sleep, and you know the difficulty of that. You, you really you really need that self care. Yeah. Uh, and when you're not self caring, yeah, yeah. if you're not in bed in time, and, and um, th that screen, you know, we need to really think about that. I've I've been uh, off of social media more, uh, moving those things. Uh, yeah, Nathan's there. He responded. I heard grandchildren first too, Stephen. <laughs> so, uh, you're they're you watching be... there. Uh oh, you're gonna hug <laughs> yeah. by your own words there. But anyway, yeah, we can't, yeah, we, can't yeah. we can't even edit this. It's going on live lipstick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I that think, was my I son. Think, <laughs> yeah, that's his son. So anyway, I think I think uh, you know just watch those pitfalls because it's it's easy to come in. I know for myself because I've been busy, just to to veg out and to watch, you know, nonsense and things like that, and and I just found myself shutting those things down more, and uh, being quiet, uh, being busy, playing more board games, things like that. Uh, it's healthier, you know, mm -hmm. uh, because there is a stream. There are other streams, you know. This is a stream of the Lord in the desert, but there's a lot of other toxic streams. I think a lot of Christians are feeding themselves on. Uh, news cycles and the wrong news, uh, whether you're on the right or the left, and it just becomes an echo chamber, and you can just let that get into your spirit. And, buddy, I mean, it can really, really dampen your faith, and you fail to see that God is in control, and it, it yeah. rises something in you. So I just encourage yeah. healthy streams, you know? Yeah. The nice thing about it is that I think everybody has got Netflix out of it for the first three months of the pandemic, January, February, March, April. Everyone was in the square eyes. And did you watch yeah. this? Would you watch that? Yeah. Now there's nothing there to watch. It's a load nothing. of old garbage. And, and you need, we need to come back to that one stream of God and mm -hmm. uh, you know, enjoy him and enjoy journey with him. Yeah. Amen. It's a good, it's a good point. Um, I think we're kind of closing. I, I want to close with a, just a few prayer requests that are on my own heart. Just someone yours, you, you can mention them as well. But uh, but it is a very good thought uh, that you left us with. Uh, um, just make sure that we are not binging on the wrong streams, that we are we, we got that balance right, because it's easy to get fixed into that screen uh, when it's in front of you, when we're encouraging people to be, to be using the internet now to invite people to church. Um, and inviting, you know, sharing the gospel, sharing good, whatever's good, whatever's holy, whatever's upright, put that on, on your screen. It's easy to hold on to it long then and watch other things as well. So there's, 
we do need to ask the Lord for strength because everybody's committed uh, not sins, but you know, everybody's fallen foul to that in some way. But mm. we do need to get a handle on that and start getting good night's sleep. You're right. I notice when I'm sleeping well, I, my ability to take on pressure it multiplies. When I'm not sleeping well, it's mm. very difficult. The, the fight becomes sometimes unbearable. So look after your mental health that way and uh, try to keep those routines mm. getting stronger. Oh, there's Andrew. <laughs> and, uh, so. Uh, and uh, so, yeah, but um, I do want us to, I do want us to pray just in closing this morning for Patrick and Laura and little baby Dobbin, okay? And because uh, Patrick is our very dear pastor for our youth and young adults and our firstborn, the lovely little boy, beautiful little boy born there. Uh, I think he'll go today now. He was, he, so he's one week old and uh, he's still in the hospital. Laura is at home with Patrick. There is a few um, tests none in the baby and uh, we just want you to pray for God with us today that this baby will be absolutely given the green light to go home everything will be okay that Patrick and Laura will be transitioned into parenthood with tremendous uh, peace and happiness and success and uh, just keep them very much in your focus and, and, and on your prayers and uh, Father I just right now Lord lift them up to you Lord I ask you, Lord God, that you would uphold Patrick and Laura, Lord, that you will strengthen Laura, Lord, after she had a long uh, pregnancy, Lord, and a long delivery, Lord, and I pray you help her to regain her strength physically, Lord, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, Lord God. And for this little precious boy, Lord, who we all are looking forward to seeing and embracing, Lord, we pray right now, God, that you would just raise him up, Father, that, Lord God, that you would touch his little body, Lord Jesus, and you do mighty mighty miracle in him father thank you for this family lord thank you today lord that we can come before the throne of your grace lord and lord will never change there's no shadow of turning in you and lord god even in the midst of a dry desert that we are all in that there is a stream whose cities made glad oh god oh jesus i pray lord that our hearts will be made glad oh god, in your stream of mercy and in your stream of love oh god so I pray, Lord God, for every member of our congregation, those who are watching, those who are interacting online, that God, you will be with them today and you will comfort them and strengthen them. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for Andy. Thank you for Steve Hamp, Lord, for all of our leaders. Uh, we thank you for the working feet cork today, Father, feeding the poor. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for those, Lord God, that are doing worship Sunday, Lord God. We pray for the service Sunday, Lord. We pray, Lord, that as we go to break, Father, there will be it's an impartation of your mm. grace at that time, Father. Yeah. We pray for those who are, Lord, doing the camera work, and those who are leading us in worship, Lord, and those who are taking the service. And for those who are, for Hamp, who's bringing the word to Son, a great touch upon him, Father, Lord. Mm. We thank you again. Thank you for being with us. Guide us now, O great Jehovah, we pray in Jesus' precious name. Hallelujah. Thank you for tuning in with us today. Make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Cork Church. Also, make sure to like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. If you have any questions at all, you can email us info at corkchurch.com or just check out our website www.corkchurch.com. Again, thank you for tuning in and see you next time. God bless.